With close to 1,000 years of history, Edinburgh has seen its fair share of war, bloodshed and violence, which is reflected in some of its architecture. Given its historical and military significance, you may not be surprised to learn that there are 13 castles within the city limits. There's Barn Bugle, with parts of the castle dating back to the 13th century. Bavelaw Castle, a royal hunting lodge built in the 16th century. The more modern Craig Crook Castle, built in the 17th century. The well-preserved Lauriston Castle, built in the 16th century. Ruined Lennox Tower, built in the 15th century and once owned by the famous George Heriot. Craig Lockhart Castle, near to the old Craig House and ghost of Lady Elphinstone, the Green Lady of Morningside. Craig Miller Castle, built in the 14th century and once home to Mary Queen of Scots. We have Cramon Tower, built in the 15th century. The impressive Dundas Castle, originally built in the 15th century, with later additions added in the 19th century. Inchgarvie Castle, found on Inchgarvie Island in the Firth of Forth, and once used as a prison and place of exile for those stricken with the plague. And then we have Liberton Tower and Merkison Castle. It wouldn't surprise you to learn that the history of some of these ancient seats of power isn't just confined to books. Some see their most dreadful and ruinous events replayed into modern times, with spectral figures and eerie happenings occurring regularly. One castle I didn't mention is no doubt conspicuous in its absence and is, perhaps, the most famous of all, Edinburgh Castle. Edinburgh Castle stands proud on top of Castle Rock, at the heart of the ancient city, looming large over and dominating the surrounding skyline. Castle Rock is one of three extinct volcanoes in Scotland's capital, with the other two the famous Arthur's Seat and Calton Hill. Castle Rock is believed to have been formed around 350 million years ago during the Carboniferous period, when a volcanic pipe cut through the softer sedimentary rock, then cooled, forming dolerite. A fortified settlement is said to have existed on top of the rock for at least 3,000 years, with the origins of the modern castle we know today being built around the 11th century. Unsurprisingly, the castle is featured heavily throughout Scotland's history. It's believed to have been the most besieged place in Britain, having been under siege on 23 separate occasions. Many historical events have taken place behind its thick stone walls. Game of Thrones fans may be surprised to learn that the Red Wedding is in part based on an event that took place in 1440 that became known as the Black Dinner. On the 24th of November 1440, the 15-year-old Earl of Douglas and his brother David were invited to have dinner at Edinburgh Castle by William Crichton. After the feast began, it said a bull's head was placed in the centre of the table. Then the young brothers were seized by Crichton's men, unjustly accused of treason and later executed. Their heads later displayed on Castle Hill. Along with historical stories, the castle also has a few that are just as macabre, but a wee bit more supernatural. And our story today centres around the Governor's House. The current Governor's House was built in around 1740, but a more ancient and foreboding building is said to have stood on the site long before the new house was built. 
Around 130 years ago, a soldier named Robert Elliot Westwood was stationed in the castle and lodged in the governor's house. Robert was an instructor in the Royal Engineers and had been lodging in the house with a friend by the name of Tom. Both men had known each other for a while and neither were prone to believe some of their fellow soldiers' tales of supernatural events in their ancient surroundings. And originally from England, prior to joining the army, Tom had lived a previous life as a schoolmaster and had a firmly grounded belief system. He put any ghostly tales down to campfire stories and too much whisky. One night, after the usual stories and tales had been spun, Tom and Robert had retired to their second floor lodging. Robert was still intrigued by the stories he'd heard and recounted many to the unbelieving Tom, who, as he'd never witnessed any unusual phenomena, dismissed the encounters out of hand. However, that didn't stop Tom making sure all the doors to their lodgings were securely locked. Tom climbed back into his bunk, but had forgotten to blow out the candle, so Robert warned him, One day, you'll be burned in your bed. Be sure to put that candle out so a tragedy like that doesn't happen to us. At which Robert blew out the candle, and they both settled down to sleep. A terrible noise shocked them awake. The noise was unmistakable. It was the securely locked and bolted front door into the governor's house hitting against the wall as if flung open by some massive force. A few seconds of silence followed before footsteps were heard, heavy footsteps, running up the stairs towards their lodgings. Tom gasped in fright. Unable to rationalise what was happening and the speed at which events unfolded, he turned to look at Robert, grabbing his hand in fear, just as the door to their lodgings was thrown open and a gust of wind swept through the room as the footsteps came straight for the terrified soldiers. And then, as suddenly as it all started, the commotion stopped. As all these events began, a feeling of evil had settled over the room, but this had now started to lift and as it did, silence. Aware that the room door was open, Tom and Robert realised that the door to the house also had to be open, so they made their way downstairs to secure it. Upon reaching the heavy main door, they were shocked and confused to see it wide open, but its bolts still shot, with no damage to the fittings. Fearful of what force could have done this, and for their sanity, they quickly secured the door made sure the bolts were in place and went back to try and get some sleep. A few hours passed and again they were awoken with a start by the sounds of the front door crashing against the wall, the heavy footsteps on the stairs, the bedroom door being flung open followed by the gust of wind and the feeling of evil, then the footsteps rushing over towards them and then silence. As with before, they nervously made their way downstairs to find the main door open and bolts still in place. Again, they closed the door securely and made their way back to their lodgings, this time deciding it may be best to stay awake rather than try and get some sleep. And this they did. As dawn broke, the men recounted their unbelievable tale to their fellow soldiers, expecting to be laughed out of the castle. But instead, they were told about something that may have explained their supernatural experience. The evening of the events was the 200 year anniversary of a heartbreaking incident. During the Jacobite Rising of 1689, the Duke of Gordon, the then Governor of Edinburgh, fearing the castle would come again under siege, 
had made arrangements for his family to travel across the Firth of Forth to Fife. His steward was charged with the family's protection and had sworn to do so. He couldn't protect them from the forces of nature, however. During the short voyage, all aboard the ship except the steward were lost when a tempest arose and overwhelmed the vessel. After reaching the safety of the Edinburgh shore, the steward then made his way back to the castle as fast as a horse could carry him. On reaching the governor's house, he threw open the heavy front door, ran up the stairs to the second floor room and approached the governor's room, throwing open the door and then relaying the events that had happened to the governor's family. On hearing this terrible news, the governor, in a fit of rage and heartbreak, is said to have killed the steward on the very spot where the footsteps stopped, right next to where the two soldiers slept. <laughs> 